You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Ooh, fellas, it's another week with the open forum, so who's going to kick us off? Um, Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I'll kick the questions off. I, I kind of wanted to talk football, man. I kind of want to go in that direction. Uh, Gary, are you up for talking a little football? Just in general, not by anything in particular. Uh, I kind of want to talk about 2021. Ready for this? Uh, I guess. Okay, so so my question to you is this. Did the Houston Texans do the right thing with Deshaun Watson? I would say yes, because if it would have came out that all this stuff has happened and everything when he was playing, I think they would have and just washed it under. I think right now they're letting everything play its course. I think that was the proper way to do it, and then – I'm sure everything will be figured out what one way or the other before the start of next season. Um, I think they should have, honestly, should have tried to ask for as much. They could have got more in a trade and got and got rid of that whole situation and got stuff in return that could have helped them this year and picks for next year. But they were asking way too much stuff. And if you have no certainty what's going to happen, why would you even take that chance? Just go ahead and move on from the situation. Well, I don't I, I don't think they handled it right at all. And the reason why I don't think they handled it right at all is the fact that he's still on the roster. If you was really trying to deal him and get rid of him because he is a franchise quarterback, they're going to sign him long term. I don't think he's going anywhere. They just wanted to see if they can wait out the the debacle and wait out all the accusations and and try to wait out the 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 um the criminal aspect of it or the the going to court, the legality issues of it, if you will. Um, but I don't think they handled it well at all because this, this man has been off the field for an entire year because of this investigation. Also with him wanting to be traded. And I mean, granted there's a lot of stuff surrounding him, but I really think they really fumbled this guy's career uh, with holding him the way that they held him because there's no end to this Gary. There's no end to this. Like so, we're going into free agency, and once we go into free agency, then what? Like, well, he's not, not a free agent; he's still under contract. That's so. what I'm saying. So then, then what? It, it kind of it's very similar to, you know, Aaron's after the game when he said that uh, AB was, you know, no longer a buck, and then they didn't release him right after. But well, they you know, still haven't. Right. You know, it's, that's what I'm saying. So with 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 that being said, I'm you sure you think they handled this right? I think by him not playing, yes. Do I think they should have cut him? No, because I think other teams would probably still take the chance and you could have got something in return. I think they should have traded him. Okay. All right. I respect it. I respect it. I want to, I want to, I'm going to jump around a little bit. I want to go to college football real quick. Uh, so as you look at college football, Gary, uh, just overall, um, we, we obviously saw uh, the SEC. In the, the the championship game, the national championship, uh, are you for expanding the playoffs? Or are you for you know 
going through a different method. Um, you know, how, there's no criteria to make the top 25, uh, right? Like strength of schedule and all that. They said in all these, it's an algorithm that's put together that, you know, tabulates all this stuff that gets you in the top 25. I'm going to call bullshit. And, and I'm going to say that they're going to put the teams up there that they like and love and adore, and that's how it rolls. Do you think they should expand the college playoffs, or do you think they should keep it the same and make a different criteria? I do not. I think it should stay four teams. Uh, I don't I like six, eight teams, any of that kind of stuff, because as this year proved, there was really only two teams that deserve to be in the playoffs, and they're playing for the championship. And the old style of the BCS – they both wouldn't have made it because one, they had a loss and strength right. schedule, all that stuff. Because they lost so late in the season, Georgia would not have made it to the BCS championship. So I like the four team because now you get people the opportunity to join and have an opportunity where you can upset players on teams and stuff like that. But if you make it up to eight, you're still going to have these the eights getting smashed by the one. The sevens getting smashed. It just doesn't make sense to expand the playoffs. I think four is perfect. Everybody should be trying to fight to get to four. And I think that's where it should be. Okay. I, Tom, I, I would love to hear your opinion. Do you think we should expand the playoffs in college? Heck no. Football? Yeah. yeah. They already expanded it once. And, you know, I think that's enough. Because no matter, this is the thing. When it comes to expanding playoffs, you're always going to have people that are on the bubble. Anyways, correct. So, so like, uh, there's always gonna be somebody that's griping, and as you can see, like in college football, you know, how many years does it come down to more than, you know, the top four, you know, because a lot of times you have undefeated teams. Well, you know, this year you only had a couple, but it's like there's always gonna be somebody griping and complaining, and like you said, Gary, it's like football is one of those where the better team, uh, you know. Usually can win. Not We're going to win, as they said in Little Giants, 99 out of 100 times. There's always that right. one. But that yeah. one game, okay, you might move to the next round, and then you're destroyed there. So it doesn't really matter. Okay. That right. I, what, that, that makes sense. I, but here's the thing, though, and I'm going to jump – I told you I'm going to jump around from NFL to college, college to NFL. I'm going to jump back into the NFL. We had the same issue with them realigning uh, the playoffs this year because this is the first year where – the number one seed is the only one to get the first round by and everybody else got to play in pretty much. So uh, I like that aspect. I like their revamping of that system. However, I'm still against the 17-game season, but now it's allowing some teams that usually would finish 8-8. Uh, eight and eight, It gives them an opportunity to be on the positive side of winning. How do you feel about that? Because you obviously said that you don't like the realignment uh, if they was a, to go and completely revamp the playoff system, but this playoff system that they revamped for the NFL, it's working. It's absolutely working, and it's allowing more teams in as well. But the NFL has been proven it's different because you have the Jets who can contend with the Buccaneers on a Sunday when the Jets have no right. But you're very one in 40 years, you're going to have a Appalachian State compete with Michigan. In a game, most of the time that's a forty-point game. Game's over, doesn't matter. Like that doesn't happen. And NFL, it could change every every game's meaningful. They schedule cupcakes in college for a reason. There's cupcakes on your team. There's cupcakes in your conference. That's part of it. And the NFL, there's no cupcake because everybody's a professional. 
There's a okay. much different level. Of, so I think that way they had the playoffs set with only one team getting a bye. I actually like that better. But again, yeah. I'm with you. I don't agree with a 17-game season. I also do not want them to go to an eight-game, which they're still trying to fight to do. I do not think that's good for the players. I, 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 agree I think if you you're going to do that, if you're going to do an 18-game season, then you should have only uh, eight teams make the playoffs total, four on each side, and have them play it out. Don't have six teams make it. Take oh. away one of the games in the playoffs. If you okay. want to make you, it, clear, they'll, they'll never do that, though. I they'll agree. never do that. I know that, but that's what I'm saying. If you're going to make it 18 games, that's how it should be. You shouldn't be putting more games on these people's bodies. They already struggle with 16. Now you made it 17. You eventually want to make it 18, and then you're going to try and expand the playoffs so you get more money because it's all about the money. Absolutely. And, and the pay didn't change or it didn't increase at all. It didn't incre- increase, like, oh, you know, we're paying you X amount of dollars for 16 games. So since we add in the 17 game, we'll calculate what you was making per game now, and then we'll give you that check based on what you're making per game now in the 16. They didn't do that. Correct. It was like, hey, we paid you this already. Here, we're gonna hit your ass with this another game too. Correct. So it's it's it's, it's interesting. I like your that that uh, that aspect and and going back to college. Um, I I don't know if you heard or not, but um, some boosters. Uh, at some of these universities are starting to put together some money, like get their donations up to where they can start a NIL fund to for certain positions, which is smart. I, I, I think that's a very smart idea for your booster clubs to fund some of the NIL deals. What do you think about that? I mean, is that an unfair advantage for some of those bigger schools versus some well, of those I smaller don't, schools? I don't think – so when it comes to NIL deals, I enjoy, I have no problem with players getting money for the NIL deals. I do not think they should be able to get money from anybody with a booster. So you should not be able to sign an NIL deal with a booster from the college. To me, that should be illegal. But if it's just a company in the area, then I'm all for it. You do realize you do realize that these people that are in these booster clubs own these companies. Some of them, So it'll yes, be the same thing. But, but it'll be the same thing, though. At some of these big universities, it's the I understand it's not all of them, but the I was going to say, like, would you would you say would you say a Tar Heel player couldn't sign with Jordan, or an Oregon player couldn't sign with Nike because of you know their ties? That, that's what it sounds like he's saying. Is that well, what you're saying, Gary? Well, I would say that that would that gives them a distinctive advantage over other colleges, and some colleges can't compete with that. Like, nobody can compete with – only person that can compete with Nike is Under Armour, maybe, and that'd be Maryland. But, like, they, they don't have that reach that Nike has. That's that's the difference, though. Like, so I think that puts other teams at a disadvantage if you're allowing the huge – if you allow a team like uh, North Carolina to allow people to sign Jordan NIL deals, I think that's a conflict of interest, and you're going to get players come just for that. And I think that's not fair to the other teams. Like, now, again, I think it's just the big names. I don't have a problem. Like, the big boosters, I, I just don't think anybody associated with boosters should be paying the kids to come to the college and NIL deals. But in that same token, couldn't you say that's a disadvantage to the those schools? Like, you know, say there's somebody else that, you know, has the CEO of ExxonMobil that is their alumni. Just because we don't know their brand or we don't have, like, you know, Exxon's we're going to sign you on to do a, a deal to do gas commercials. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. 
No, I just I don't think boosters should be involved in NIL deals. I just I think that is that is not a right way of doing it, I don't think, personally. There's so many other companies you could get deals with that don't have to deal with your boosters from your school. There's so many, there's so many companies out there. And if you're okay, gonna limit so, it to just the ones that are the boosters, to me that I, is that should that shouldn't be done personally. Okay, I, I, I do this is gonna be an interesting conversation. And and it's a long shot, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take it. Let's just assume that LeBron James went to college. And the college that LeBron James went to was College X. Just say Akron, because that's where he's from. Akron. Okay, say he went to University of Akron, right? And every player that goes and plays basketball for the University of Akron now gets an NIL deal uh, for LeBron James, the brand, through Nike. He's an alum from there, but, I mean, he's one of the biggest stars to ever play the game. Do you now punish that kid because he's an alum? Because technically he's a booster. Yeah, I would say if he's a booster, no, you don't get that. Were you a booster when you donate X amount of dollars? Yeah, or... if he's donating money to it, then yeah, no, they shouldn't get that. Now, if he's not donating money, if he's not an official booster, then I have no problem with it. I have a problem okay. if you're a booster for the school. Like so I, I, I'm going to bet Jordan's not a booster for North Carolina. I don't know. But if he's not and he wants to give NIL deals for kids in North Carolina, I have no problem because he's not a booster. That's different. You're just using the name so of the player. And everybody's just all that, all that. All I have to do to solve that is I'm no longer a booster, but I can Correct. give everybody deals. That's Let's fine. Play. I just don't think boosters should have that because boosters are forcefully putting money into the college, and now that money – I just don't. I just don't think it makes sense to have okay, money. So You're I'm, putting money into the college, and now you got to pay the kid. You're paying the kids. So I, I look at boosters a little a little bit different from you. I, I look at a booster as a standpoint of somebody that's associated with the university, that's willing to put money in any area that they need to put money in to make that college successful. So if I need to put it in the NIL deal, then I put it in the NIL deal. Uh, so because they went to that university. They don't necessarily on paper have to be a booster, but we know and everybody else know like you definitely 100% is a booster and you know that, Gary. But do you not think that it would affect the overall level of play in football if you had 10 colleges putting out millions and millions of dollars to all the players that sign with them and then all the kids go there? Now there's only going to be 10 colleges worth anything in football or basketball, or any sport, do you not think it would play a factor in that? Because if you know for a fact, hey, I can go to SMU, and I'm going to get $2.5 million a year, or I can go to Memphis, where I'm getting nothing, I'm going to take SMU. I don't care if I grew up in Memphis. I'm getting $2.5 million a year. There's a big difference, and now you don't have... Wait, but Memphis, Memphis, has, Memphis has one of the richest pools uh, people because D'Angelo is in there. And I don't know why you dipped Memphis. And one of the cheapest. I'm not going to allow you out. But I'm saying, but in general, though, what would you do, though? Like, if you were coming out of hot college and you said, and Memphis was recruiting you, or even Arkansas, where you're from, and they have no NIL deal, they can really help you. They can give you $100,000 a year. Or you can go to uh, SMU, who's going to give you $2.5 million a year. Where are you going? You're going to SMU to get that two so, and a half million dollars. So, so Gary, Gary I, I'm glad we're having this conversation. But then you also got to think. I have no. Gonna I, have to be a limit. There's gonna have I, to 
That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. I have no idea as a 17 year old kid or 18 year old kid that that has balled out my entire high school career, have an opportunity to play college. And there's a coach sitting in my living room telling me how much money they can give me to come play for their institution. I don't know how to make that decision because I didn't know how to make the decision when I wasn't getting money. So to, to factor in now that I have to scale through, okay, and not only are they telling me like, hey, you can make $2.5 million a year, and then I sign and I'm only making $600,000 a year. So they can't guarantee you anything. They can tell you what they could possibly do for you. So again, they're still lying to you. So it's, 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 it's interesting because you have to trust your gut. Maybe, just maybe, that going to that university that's free may be in the long run or make you more money than going to get that 2.5 up front and you sitting on the bench and you lose money on the back end. So it's it's a slippery slope, Gary. I, I, I don't know. It, it is, but it isn't because you say that, oh, it could affect you in the long run. But like we discussed on multiple podcasts, the chance of a college player making an NFL is so minuscule. You want to take that money up front because only yeah. two to five kids, maybe from the big yeah. colleges, make the NFL. Maybe one from your college every few years makes it. So the chances of them actually making it aren't very good. So you're going to willing, hey, I'll take this money. It's guaranteed. There's no guarantee I'm going to make it to the next level. Right. And, and again, we're talking about these top athletes that are coming out of high school, uh, going into college, and they're very sought after. Uh, looking at these numbers, but what are we talking about? Like the basic player, Gary, what are we doing for those kids that are just on scholarship that nothing. are just good enough to play? Wow. Cause they get nothing. Like they're not going to, wow. they're not going to pull in the NI deal and I L deals. It's just not going to happen. You're only using, they're going to be using. That's what I'm saying. Like the boosters are only going to give that money to the top of the top players to get them to come. And I, I think that's wrong. Well, because that's, now what, the other that's where you have, but then that's where he has to say those. So to those bigger schools, those like four or five stars are where those NIL deals are going to go. But then that pushes like those three stars. Like, hey, I can go to Alabama and get just a scholarship or I can go to this smaller school, get an NIL deal because there I'm going to be a top dog. And so don't you think that that might help actually diversify some because you got these three star people going to the lower schools as opposed to being backups at Alabama because they're trying to get. Uh, you know, and I'll deal as well. I think it depends on the college because some colleges have extraordinary wealth in their boosters that money's not an object. They'll spend whatever it doesn't matter to them. There's no there's no amount of money they're not willing to spend. And it's why you proven. got that? Why you got that smile on your face, Gary? Well, because why? there are there's plenty of colleges <laughs> like that. Like that's what I'm saying. Like there's a lot of those like I even say Alabama. I don't, Alabama's not doing anything illegal, but if a player goes to Alabama. And you're telling me right now any Alabama player that's on that team can't get an NIL deal for an extraordinary amount of money, especially Brian Robinson Jr., uh, Matt, John Mechie. You got uh, Javon Williams. You have uh, the quarterback. All those guys, they all they weren't players previous. They weren't big names. They came up. But you're telling me because they're at Alabama, they can't get giant contracts, NIL deals? I guarantee they could. And now if you allow the boosters to do it, just imagine how much money they would be getting. You just saw I'm a kid. Gotta, you, you saw a kid from Texas go to Ohio State, forego his senior year of football to enroll early at Ohio State because he was getting a one and a half million dollar NIL deal. 
Right. Wow. And well, then he saying, transferred he's, back he's, to Texas. After the he's season. the top of the top. He's the top of the top. What I'm saying is there's got to be a cutoff somewhere. There's just not endless amounts of money to where everybody that goes somewhere is going to be able to get no, I and, and that was my my statement of saying that I just think there's you shouldn't allow boosters because then there would be a cutout, like because companies only going to give so much. But if you allow boosters, boosters will give whatever they want. It doesn't, they don't yeah. have a matter depending yeah, on the they school don't. they're at. Yeah, they, they don't have not. a cutoff. So I'm fine with there's making still, a cutoff. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, boosters still don't have, don't have endless amounts of money. Depends you know, on the booster. <laughs> hey, yeah. Right. When when he when he's talking about boosters, you still gotta you gotta you gotta take in consideration Oregon, and that's what he's talking about when he said yeah. endless amounts of money because yeah. Nike has feel whatever Nike, he wants. He can money. do whatever he wants to do. Right, but and, you telling me that you tell me that even if he's not, so you're saying even if he wasn't a booster, that there's not gonna he's not gonna find some way to get money to Oregon and still do the NIL. So I'm just saying if, if you're okay with him. Not being a booster, but being able to give NIL deals, then it doesn't make sense for you to be like, oh, but if he, but if he, you know, is a booster, then he can't give NIL deals because Oregon's still getting that Nike money either way. So I don't think it matters whether or not they're technically boosters because if they're, if he's not technically a booster, he's giving out NIL deals. Well, that's you know money that you don't have to worry about as the school doing stuff for the program or whatever. It's, it's just it's a circle of life slash nonsense you know and i just think that you know Correct, but you I think too with the booster boosters thing. are around you around the school all the time they can be around the school they can be around the players because they are boosters so they have a little more say than like companies would have which this also okay, ties so in that's why i'm saying boosters can also tie in that's also where we've had this cheating scandals from schools before point shaving in basketball and stuff like that was because boosters were involved like that's what I'm saying. So You're giving I, them access to the kids more. Do you do you not think that if I'm not technically a booster, but I have I'm giving all your kids NIL deals and I'm the owner of Nike, I'm not around the program and around the school and seeing the kids and doing stuff for the school. You think they're just, they're just sitting away from Oregon, not doing stuff? Well, I would yeah, I would. I think he'd probably still there, but. I just, I just don't. That's why I don't agree. Because now you open the floodgates for every school to do it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna let you know something, Gary. I, when the NCAA allowed this to happen, uh, and you know we were really pushing for this. I, I really wanted this, but I, I didn't want it. I don't think necessarily like this because I always wanted to level the playing field. I wanted Jackson State to be just as desirable as the Alabamas, the SEC schools. I, I, I wanted the Appalachian states to have the same recruiting process that everybody else has. But what I've also come to realize is, is that these other schools that are fighting against those big-name schools are not only fighting against that big name, but they're also fighting against tradition. Not only are they fighting against tradition, they, they, they're fighting against lineage and they're fighting against old money that has turned into new money generation after generation after generation. And they hadn't had that ability to do that. So with that being said, I don't think that the playing field will ever be level because the, the difference in experience and the difference in, and, in, in uh, how people feel about certain institutions 
or never change. I, I, I've said it for years. Uh, this little stint that Alabama's been on, they've gained the most fans from any fan base because they continue to win. Uh, New England did it uh, during their run. Uh, the Cowboys did it during their run in the 90s. Uh, the 49ers did it when they run in the 80s. Uh, believe it or not, the Bills did it. I know they went to five and didn't win any of it. But because they won so much, everybody, and they, they dominated their era, they won so much that the fandom came with it. And that's what's going on with Alabama, Alabama right now. And because that's going on with Alabama, like they're turning down five and four-star players to go with these top guys at every position every year. It's hard to keep up with that. And you look at Alabama, like you said, you named off all those guys. And I understand that people in Alabama are living great. But you look at them O-linemen and some of them D-linemen, but they'll never get an NIL deal because they don't, they don't play a sexy position, Gary. They don't play a sexy position. They can Unless they're number one at their position, and generally you are when you do play for Alabama, so that's the good part about it here lately. But if they lose against Georgia, then it'll be somebody else sitting at the top that quick. Yeah. Just like that. No, I agree. Well, let me say this. And this, this is why I think that it's not as big as a deal as what we're thinking. Because as I mentioned a few podcasts back, my uh, school that I'm an alumni to, Campbell University, is in the top 100 of recruiting classes. And that's number one in the FCS. And top 100 in all of football. Our football program, I don't think we've ever had a winning season. We've had the same coach for, you know, I told y'all it was Mike Minner for a few years now. I think, like, it's got to be at least six, seven, eight years now. Why all of a sudden are we getting all these three-star, you know, recruits to where it's got us this high? I guarantee you there's some of that old money that is right in there that went to that school. You know, because I know our school has plenty of millionaires in the in, in the stands. I know. And uh, and I, I just think because, like, a school like Campbell would not ever be one, what I would think, would be able to have a top recruiting class like that based on the performance of our football team. Because, like I said, we just got a football team my junior year. So, you got to think, that's back in 2009. So, we're, what, 12 years into it? And they're still in the FCS, hadn't had a winning record, but we got we got this, you know, you know, uh, we got this. Uh, and I may be wrong. We may have had one or two winning years, but I, I really don't remember because it's not it's not been often. We're, it's not like we've been some powerhouse football program that is getting all these recruits. So there's got to be money in there that's bringing these people in. Has to be. So, so it's all these that, people that. So you said the NIL helped. Right, because there's no way, because because of the, the NIL, we can offer NIL deals or you know set up people with NIL deals for these three star players that you know are going to be beasts for our level, but are going to be bench riders at the next level. And so you know maybe where they used to think, okay, well I can go to Alabama and I'm I can tell people I'm going to Alabama. It's cool. I'm going to Alabama. Even if I ride the bench for the first two years, well, now instead of just being cool, being a backup until they get their shine, now they can actually make money by going to a smaller school. Maybe they show out for for a year and then transfer because of the new transfer rules. 
And now, you know, all of a sudden they they didn't waste a year not making money just for the namesake of a school. Makes sense. I I got I got two more questions before we wrap up this podcast. Okay. If if you a college coach, if you a college coach of any kind, doesn't matter. How do you discipline a player when they can enter the transfer portal portal and go anywhere they want to in the country and play the next day? Uh, you treat them all the same. Treat them like, hey, if you want to go, go. Are you serious? I think it's the only way you can do it. Okay, you can't so, not discipline somebody if they're willing. If they want to leave, leave. They don't want to be oh. here because they can't handle discipline. Then go. So we had this conversation. Hey, don't you just get one free hop? Do you get one free hop? That's like not issue related, or like I think, and they're like an. Ex- okay. Oh, for some reason oh, I'm you- thinking like. Oh, I don't like know. Like if the coach isn't leaving or something, I think that's, you know, other circumstances. But as far as just like transferring just to transfer, I thought there was a limit on how many times they could do that. Right. So, but I mean, in, in the in the event that you, I, I'll tell you what's going on, I, I think. So they can transfer one time to another university and play immediately. Right. Right. So, so it's only once. So, so I don't know if you saw it, but – this college season is like a college free agency, bro. Everybody's entering the transfer portal. And this is what screwed me up. This is what really got me. I was really blown away, and I'm scratching my head now because it's a head scratcher. It was this kid from Michigan saying that he was in the transfer portal and still considering Michigan as one of the schools that he was going to return to. I was like, Hi, what? No, I think the worst was – the fact that Emory Jones entered the transfer portal and he still played in the game for Florida in the bowl game, but he no, was he in the Gary. transfer portal. No, he didn't, Gary. I don't understand that whole process of why, why for for one, why would Florida play him? Two, why would you want to play in that if you're transferring? Right. It. I. I don't understand the the, the transfer portal thing. And um, I had a conversation about our basketball team because our basketball team we had three or like the top five players in the country coming out of high school. We had the number one recruiting class. We got all those guys there at Memphis, and we're barely six and five. We've had some big games. We beat Alabama when they were number two. We were going to beat Tennessee out in Tennessee, but, you know, the COVID bug hit us or hit them, so they weren't allowed to play. And then, obviously, you saw our football team. It hit them. But uh, everybody was saying that Penny was losing the team and that, you know, he, he wasn't a good coach and that, you know, they were saying all these things about him. And I was telling them, I said, how can you how, how can you coach a one and done, Gary? You tell me how you can coach a one and done that know he's going to the NBA at the end of this year and he's having a bad game or you have to discipline this kid. And he knows that all I got to do is enter the transfer portal and I can play anywhere because I'm just using this as another stepping stone to get me where I want to be. I'm trying to get you out of that football mindset, Gary, and put you into this basketball mindset because these are different animals. They they just want to put the same way. Leave, leave. Oh, yeah, you would be a horrible coach. What about you, Tom? I honestly think, you know, they thought they were doing a uh, a favor to the NBA, to the kids by, you know, taking away the coming out of high school. I really think they need to allow the kids to come out of high school and do something similar to what football and baseball do. If you come out 
and you go to school, you got to stay for however many years, and then you can go to the NBA. If you're good enough to go, like LeBron James, somebody like LeBron James, there's no sense in him going to play college basketball. He was clearly good enough to come out and play in an elite level. And, you know, in any other sport, you can come straight out of high school. If they were a professional piano player, they could go on and play, you know, for professionally as a piano player if they wanted. So why is it that, you know, you limit these athletes because, what, you're trying to help them because of the amount of kids that bust so, out of high school? Yeah, time, so. time, 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 time. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I, I was with you on everything. Every sport I agree with. Soccer, you maybe can play. Baseball, you can play. But I'm telling you right now, football straight out of high school, it's not going to happen, bro. These are grown men oh, in the National Football League. Right. No, There's no like, way no, no, you can no, make I, that I, jump. I'm not saying. No, I wouldn't. I think no, he's I'm talking about saying. just basketball. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just talking about basketball. For football, it was Oh, yeah, basketball is soft enough for you to do that. Well, I think we talk about I, this I agree. I think basketball, if you want to leave from high school and go, go ahead. It's up to the teams to make that decision. If you bust, you bust. But I think if you enter in college, you should be forced to play two years in college. And then you can go to the NBA. Not three like the NFL. I think NFL is different because NFL, your body has mature more for the hits. Basketball, I think you should have to play two years if you enter high college and basketball. Or if you're good enough, leave the, uh, as a in high school. I think that should be the case. Obviously, there hasn't been recently that generation, that type of talent, I think, that would have been drafted from high school in the recent years. There hasn't been a player that went to college. I'm like, yeah, he would have been drafted in high school. Maybe Zion, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. He'd probably been the only one. And that yeah, was more Z- hype. Zion was just bigger and, than everybody. Yeah, I, that was just bully. hype. I don't know if, it, if he actually is. Still, he's still not concerned. I think James, James, Wiseman, James Wiseman probably would have been able to come straight out. He hasn't been nah, good. He, he, he wasn't he good in have. Memphis, he and he wasn't good yeah, in, in he the Warriors yet. He just hasn't yeah. developed. He's been, he's that, he hasn't yeah. been terrible. He hasn't saying, been he, like they thought he was going to be, though, is what I'm saying. Right. Imagine right. you have coming out a year earlier. When we when we talking about kids coming out of high school. KG, always, Kobe. That's all. That's LeBron. who we're comparing them to. Those are, those are guys that to those three. took off. That, they got that's, what he's, that's what we're comparing them to. Yeah. You don't do those three things. Or, you know, uh, who did you say? I said KG, Kobe, oh, okay. and LeBron. Okay, okay. I, was, I thought I was making sure because I was like, I'm not throwing in the other ones that weren't that were they were played, but they weren't very good. Right, I, I agree with you there. And and my last question, y'all is, remember is, y'all remember old Sebastian Telfair? Terrible. I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. He I, he was nice. I had I got a couple of his cards, man. I um, bet you did. <laughs> yeah, but I, my last question is this right here. I I, I and we're gonna I, I end just, it. Yeah, and then we'll end it. I I want to go back to Antonio Brown real quick. Not necessarily him, but we got updated information, and 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 I got it that we've already put it to bed. They they did what they did with him, but this is what I want to know: is is uh what he did is that good for the players or is that bad for the so- players? Let's scratch this. Use this on the podcast on Sunday since we talked about it last Sunday on the podcast. Okay. All Let's right. go to the question about players for that you think are Hall of Famers, and that will be the last question. Okay. So okay. scratch that part time and then put in this part instead. Go ahead. Steve. You got it, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, so my last question would be this. 
If you had to name three players in the National Football League right now that's not that's not named Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger, if you can name three players that are in the National Football League right now that are future Hall of Famers, tell me why and who they are. You want to go first? Yeah, you know what? I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, number one um, would uh, would be uh, King James. Uh, I mean, King Henry, uh, the running back at the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Derrick Henry. Always it'll, on your mind. Yeah. yeah, it'll it'll be him. It'll be Derrick Henry. He'll he'll definitely be a Hall of Famer. Uh, he'll future Hall of Famer. Uh, in my opinion, uh, I'm going to say uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, I know he's not currently on the team or right now, but um, I'm going to say Antonio Brown. He's a future Hall of Famer because he's on the roster right he now. Technically is still on t- he technically still is on the team because they haven't put him on waivers yet. Right. Um, who else? Uh, Gronk's a shoe-in. We're not even going to talk about Gronk. Um Huh. Uh. Mm. Russell Wilson. He'll be my third. So those three guys will be in the Hall of Fame when their careers are done and over with. Uh, Russell Wilson mainly because he was on that team when they had the, that really good defense and he profited from them, very similar to what Cam did when he had his MVP season. He took advantage of a really good defense. And that's what's going to get them into the hall. What about you, Gear? All right. Uh, I have Derrick Henry as well. Okay. I have Aaron Donald. <sighs> Shoe in. Yeah. Not even a question. Not even a question. And then I'm going. Uh, I'm going to Julio Jones. What? Hmm? You? Th- he? I don't. He? He? Ah. You could. You could even say it's either Julio or DeAndre Hopkins. I think both of them <sighs> put up more numbers than AB has. And obviously they didn't have the same mm. talent around them to make the teams go further. But Julio yeah. Jones made it to a Super Bowl. Obviously they lost the Patriots, but yeah. I'm just saying, like I would say, they're they've been at one time they were arguably the best in the league, trying to fight Calvin Johnson for the best in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll give you that. What you got, Ty? Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Easy money. And then I'm going to say uh, Devontae Adams. If, he stays, if last, he stays on his track, I agree. And then lastly, Cam Newton. I disagree with that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We really appreciate y'all joining us today. Uh, can't wait to get back with y'all next week. Uh, it's going to be the same thing. We're just going to uh, not talk about Super current Bowl. events. We're just going to, yep. We're just going to have fun and just have a conversation. We out. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 